This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 23, What Ivy League University in America Really Means. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, get four real native English phrases to have a robust conversation about applying to college in the U.S. with a native speaker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? Hey, Michelle, doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about today's topic. This is going to be fun. I know this is going to be great. I mean, yesterday, guys, in episode 22, we talked about how to get accepted at a university in the US. We gave you three tips on how to do that. Michelle, do you ever just kind of think back to that period of time when you you know, submitted your applications and you were going through that whole waiting for the letters, going to the mailbox every day and checking for the thick or thin envelope? <laughs> yes, I remember the application process quite well. And I remember I went to University of America. And when I got in, I remember I was with my dad I, and I saw it. it actually popped up online and okay. um, I was very excited. <laughs> I think when I was accepted, there were it was like pre-email days or something. <laughs> no, I so, also got some I also got some like, uh, you know, acceptances in the mail. But I remember that okay. one was also online. I think they were like maybe they were doing both at that time. I don't know. Maybe both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember getting mine too. Just being excited and feeling like I knew the right place for me. It's kind of when you get like a pair of jeans that just fits perfectly, right? It fits like a glove. It feels like the right choice. Just like yeah. the right thing at the right time. Awesome. So today we're getting into this, right? Michelle, what are we talking about today to extend this conversation? Yeah, well, we're going to be talking about the Ivy League schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is so interesting. I bet our listeners have heard this, right? Yeah. This term Ivy League. Right, right, right. So yeah, Ivy League. I mean, I think of this as like the the kind of kind of the top, right? But it actually mm -hmm. comes from sports, right, Lindsay? Yeah, it's so interesting. If you look up in the Wikipedia article, and this is kind of common known sort of trivia, sorry, um, that Ivy League was originally, the term was originally came from the sports conference, the athletic conference. Hmm. Um, that And that's what they share in common is they're in the same sports conference. But then it's kind of extended to mean something completely different beyond just sports, right, Michelle? So what does it actually mean, culturally speaking? It's like a certain level, like there. It's like a, 
Well, uh, this is actually one of the expressions we'll teach today, which mm-hmm. is a certain level of prestige. What is prestige, mm-hmm. Lindsay? Ooh, prestige. So prestige is a fun word. It's fun to say. It means um, exceptional and standing apart in, in terms of rigor, academic rigor, reputation, yeah. right? So something that has a high level of prestige is not an easy school to get into. Harvard by no means is easy. Right, Michelle, to get accepted right. at. Right, 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 exactly. So these schools are kind of known as, you know, being, you know, the the top. You know, they're very, very good, and you know, people really want to get into them, and they're well known for that. Maybe they have a lot of like famous people who've graduated from there. I mean, certainly Harvard uh, has its fair share. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Pretty much many of the presidents have either graduated from what Harvard, Yale. I feel like Harvard and Yale are the, always the big ones that I hear. I know George W. Bush went to Yale. I'm pretty sure Obama went to law school at Harvard. I mean, they've all been to the <laughs> the Ivies, yeah. right? Um, and I just looked up Harvard acceptance rate in 2020. Oh, in 2020. I mean, so in the last few years, right? <laughs> <laughs> In general, the Harvard acceptance rate is around 4.5%. That's actually higher than I thought. That's actually higher than I thought. I thought it was closer to 1% to 2%. I did not Um, apply to Harvard, but I know I would not have done (laughs) it. I never, I I wouldn't have. No shame in that. It's okay. It's, you know, just a certain kind of person. And they also look for people that have very deep talents in certain areas like the flute or I don't know, certain (laughs) things, music, dance, cooking, whatever it is. So anyways, Michelle, why are we learning these phrases today for our listeners? Guys, these are useful to be able to talk about universities, to be able to talk about Ivy League, you know, specifically Mm -hmm. even in conversation. So they're, you know, this is a good connection topic as well. Exactly. So you guys should go back again, listen to yesterday's episode 22, get that content and then write these down and then go and have a conversation with a native speaker about the Ivy League, about colleges in the U.S. So the first one is, again, Michelle, it's Ivy Ivy League. League. (laughs) So there we go. And so what's the next one that we need to talk about this with the native speaker? Okay. Well, this one, it's kind of two wrapped into one. So you could say cutthroat or competitive, right? Mm, Yes. What does this mean? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's not easy to get in. A lot of people are trying for not that many spots. And Mm -hmm. so cutthroat, it basically is a nice, it's very, uh, well, it's like a very intense way of saying competitive. Yeah, very intense way, right? Something is cutthroat. So it's kind of an adjective. It is an adjective, right, Michelle? Mm-hmm. So competition is cutthroat. You know, that process is cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Was the was the competition cutthroat between you and your uh, classmates in college? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Definitive no. <laughs> I mean, I was a theater major, so I guess there was a fair amount of competition that uh. in that sense. But like between... Uh, my group of friends, we were not like competitive against each other. Interesting. Yeah. Same here. I'd say it was pretty more collaborative, but I would say at my school, kids had a really like the kids that I went to school with were very good students. Like people were all very serious about their work. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like people always had tons of work to do. At times I was like, yeah, yeah. Thinking, wow, these guys are really into it, you know? So it was a good academic tradition, I'd say at the school I went to for sure. And it kept me working hard on the right track. I wouldn't say it was cutthroat, but it was like high expectations. Mm. People had high expectations of themselves. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. 
Um, So, yeah, the next one is, we talked about this one already a little bit, a certain level of prestige. Um, Mm. So, yeah, just like that, you know, high level, that like kind of honor of, you know, Mm -hmm. getting into something, right? Yeah, exactly. A certain level of prestige. What are some other colleges, if our listeners are looking at colleges in the U.S., let's say they want to go to undergrad or even graduate school, what are some other colleges that come to mind outside of the Ivy League, Michelle, that have a certain level of prestige? What would you say? Ooh. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I always give you tough questions today. Yeah, really. I'm like trying to even think of, because I, I feel like I'm, I I don't have all the Ivy Leagues memorized, so I feel like I'm just going <laughs> to end up saying one of them. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of state schools also do like, yes. I mean, yeah. I would say, I mean, I know like Boston university does, oh, um, I would mm-hmm. say uh, also like some of the specialty schools, like, um, I don't know why I'm talking about Boston so much, but like Berkeley school of music. Right. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. that kind of a thing, some specialty schools, uh, Lindsay, any, what other ones can you think of? Yeah. I think going back to the state school thing, um, I think definitely we have some really good state schools, yeah. like university of Virginia is a really good one. Yeah. Um, university of well, UPenn is in, in the Ivy League, actually. Yeah. Um, but Stanford is good. MIT is mm. really good. Caltech. Uh, yeah, Caltech is really, really good. Um, there's a ton of them, Michelle. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these schools, they accept the best and the brightest, which is our nest, mm-hmm. next expression. What does that mean, the best and the brightest? Yeah, these are kind of fun chunks today, right? Mm-hmm. The best and the brightest. I mean, it just means, again, like I said, 4.6% acceptance rate. Like they just look for the best and the bright. What does bright mean in this context? It means smart. Smart. Exactly. So that's another way to say we could do another episode someday, Michelle. Different on ways of saying way, smart. Mm-hmm. Mm, that would be kind of cool for our listeners to get that. Um, because I do think there's a lot of talk around being smart in American culture. What do you think? Yeah, ex- absolutely. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes, well, you know, sometimes the emphasis is on being smart and sometimes it's not and it should be. So, like, there's a lot, <laughs> lot to be discussed there. But bright is a good vocabulary word to talk about someone being smart. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, I'm wondering where, I know this chunk, I've seen it around, the best and the brightest. I don't know, maybe on websites for colleges, you would see that Mm -hmm. we only accept the best and the brightest Um, programs, special programs. You might see that guy. So just be prepared to see that chunk written somewhere in English, I would say. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And then application process. That's the last one we're going to teach. Do you remember the application process for school, (laughs) Lindsay? I don't even know if I remember mine. Oh, I remember writing my college essay. And I remember, I guess there was a standard application that you could use um, for a lot of them. But then some of the schools that I applied, you did not accept the standard application. So you had to get a special application just for them. I remember getting letters of recommendation from my teachers. Yeah, it's a whole thing, Michelle. And you have to start far in advance, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't just do it in a day. <laughs> no, I don't remember what the deadlines were, but I feel like um, 
when did we get our acceptances? It was like the, the springtime, right? Something like April or mm-hmm. March maybe. And then I, I feel like deadlines were in the fall the previous year. So guys, check the deadlines. You know, if you're looking to do this, if you're looking to go to college in the U.S. or graduate school, keep an eye on the deadlines because they do go really far back. And then some schools, some schools, don't they have that rolling admission? Yes, that's true, too. Mm -hmm. So that's where like you can apply and then like they'll accept you. That means like even like they may not have one formal like acceptance time, but they accept them as they come in and they want to get people right. I don't know how many places have that. I know. And yeah, so you really have to check. I mean, some of them also have early decision and then there was oh, yeah, early, yeah, yeah. early application, early decision. Yeah. There's It's a little yeah. bit nuanced, actually. So yeah, you, you want to be, you wanna look closely process. and call people and ask questions mm-hmm. if you're not sure. Yeah, seek out help. Maybe there's a yeah. counselor you can work with. Call the department, the, you know, uh, what is it? Applications department, admissions, and just do it because it's a unique experience going through this. But yeah, it's kind of fun when you get that letter. You can celebrate mm-hmm. with your family and then everyone knows where they're going. And it's like in high school, right? Kids mm-hmm. are having the conversations. Where are you going to college and all mm-hmm. that stuff? Very common mm-hmm. part of American culture. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah, this brings me brings me back Lindsay. <laughs> I know I know and the fun part is getting the t-shirt for the school you're going to did you do that you know you go down you're like yeah, oh, I'm so- oh yeah of course <laughs> of course yeah like because then you feel like the sense of like belonging and yeah. you have this immediate pride for the school yep. that you go to it's kind of a cool feeling you're like yay I feel like it's like in Harry Potter right <laughs> <laughs> exactly I remember the school that I chose was so far from my home it was in Virginia which is so far from New Hampshire where I grew up and but there happened to be one other kid in my high school somehow one other kid was also going there oh, wow. and I remember finding that out like wow n- you know no one else knows this school except for this kid just somehow decided to go there <laughs> we weren't friends or anything on campus but it was fun knowing that he had chosen the school too for so Were you friends far in high school place. Not really. Nope. Just okay, a random but you guy just I knew. knew. It's a yeah. D- I, I heard somewhere. Yeah. So how long, like, what was the distance between your school and mm-hmm. home? Like 500 miles. Oh, wow. It's Virginia. It was in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So D.C., mm-hmm. an hour south of D.C. And then mm-hmm. New Hampshire. Yeah. It would take me 12 hours to drive home. Ooh. Yeah. It was that's, a 12-hour drive. That's brave. Uh-huh. I, I went to school like yeah. 45 minutes from my house. Yeah, I thought about going closer, but it was it, honestly it came down to price. I mean, mm-hmm. the the value for schools in the southeast is so much better, even mm-hmm. if you're an out of state student um, yeah. for a state school. And yeah, it was just so different compared to northeastern schools. Very interesting. Yeah. I want to hear more about your college experience. Cause like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we had very different ones being that I was one of the kids that was close to home and you were so far away. And I wonder I how. Yeah. Did was. you go home? Did you end up going home a lot? Did you go home on the weekends, freshman year and that kind of thing? Freshman year a lot because I was very, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to yeah. laugh at me, but I was very homesick. And yeah. Um, and even though I was only 45 minutes away, uh, yeah. I, I, so it, first semester freshman year, I did go home a lot. But then I still remember the moment when I came back. I was so depressed to come back second oh. semester. I really, I, I had a hard time. 
And yeah. when I got back, I remember getting into the elevator and I ran into a girl who like I had become friendly with. And I remember, I don't know why I have this image of dropping my contact lens case on the floor. And uh-huh. I don't know. That's like what I remember from that moment. And like for, for some reason, I like I remember that and like then everything was OK, <laughs> not because of the contact lens. <laughs> But I just remember like that, like second semester was a huge shift. And then a sophomore year was the biggest shift. That's when I like loved it and everything. That's interesting. So did you become friends with that girl in the mm-hmm. elevator mm-hmm. or? Well, okay. we were fr- we, she lived like across the hall from me. And I remember my mom said, like, ask her to like get lunch every day or l- lunch or dinner. Yeah. And like always just like try and make that like your routine. And then you'll know yeah. like that you have someone. And we did do that. And we were we were very Aww. close. I mean, we even to this day, like casually keep in touch oh that's cool yeah Yeah. it is tough it's a tough adjustment because and this is something unique about i think about american culture that we do we do leave home and we move into the dorm we live on campus so we're we're not around our family or our original hometown really at all and so it's a pretty drastic change for an 18 year old you know when you've been living at home for so long and you're used to it and then all of a sudden you're living in this dorm which i didn't love the dorms mm-hmm. i thought oh, like, there, oh, you know, just oh, dirty oh, bathrooms yeah, and things no, yeah hot. My, my dorm the first two years i didn't have any air conditioning and it was very mm. hot when i would first come and yeah yeah and it doesn't feel homey at all no. you know so yeah that's a big yeah, i remember my school was kind of a suitcase school in that sense and i didn't know that until i got there mm. <laughs> i was there i couldn't go home so the same thing happened my dorm would just empty on Friday nights, especially first semester freshman year. That's hard. And everyone was gone. And I was like, where is everyone? What's going on? This isn't college. (laughs) Were you upset or were you? Yeah, I was. It was a hard adjustment, really hard. But luckily I had tennis. So I was on the tennis team. So that took me out of that place. And many times we were away on the weekends playing matches. Oh, that's so. Yeah, I yeah you gotta busy. stay busy yeah that's the thing is mm-hmm. yeah oh my gosh I oh little <laughs> college Lindsay I feel like I feel sad for you because like yeah I know like that's you probably like that sinking feeling in your stomach mm-hmm. like I don't know mm-hmm. that's how I felt so yeah yeah I wish they had told me it was a, <laughs> a suitcase yeah. school that's okay it all turned out okay in the end and it's all good you know our experiences yeah. are what makes us and we can find a positive side of every experience guys that's right. so guys the positive side of this episode <laughs> is that you want to take these words and phrases and go now have a conversation with a native speaker about colleges. What a good, rich topic, right, Michelle? Oh, yeah. Huge topic in the U.S. So, guys, use these expressions, these phrases that we talked to, uh, to taught you today, these chunks, um, and talk with people about their college experience. Great. I love it. All right, Michelle, I'll see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Thanks for hanging out today. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.